0: Hi, my name is Agile and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon, and I believe you should too. Just go to patreon.com slash Up.
1: Welcome back, Gen X Grown-Up Podcast listeners, to this episode 103 of the Gen X (laughs) Grown-Up Podcast. I am John, joining me as always is Mo. Hey, everybody. And of course, George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? In this episode, George takes the lead in the Gen X Grown-Up Desktop PC Arms Race. (laughs) (laughs) We review a new film where Nicolas Cage fights to get back his stolen triple pig. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And play a game where you pilot drones into derelict spaceships to research how the universe became one giant graveyard.
2: That's a damn Nicolas Cage sentence that you don't want to believe is real. But it is. But it is.
3: (laughs) Just you wait. That's actually the plot. Anyway, that's okay. It really is. (laughs) I'm eager to
1: talk about it. That's mine. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, before we get into those topics and many more, though, time for some fourth listener email. And this one, George, is directed to you, and it's Uh-oh. not about oh, you boy. being wrong. What? Well, oh, it's wow. It's a red-letter day. Oh. Oh. I love these surprises like this. this is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Our fourth listener this episode is Rick. Long, long, long-time listener, Rick. Rick. Yeah, so Rick writes in, and the subject line of his email is,
2: thanks, George. That's what? the best subject line ever. Right <laughs> off <out> the bat. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah,
3: end of email, period. That's it.
1: We don't need any more, frankly. George is happy. Yeah. The body of the email goes, no, really.
3: (laughs) For a second, I thought he was being sarcastic, to be honest. No, 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 seriously. That's great.
1: So Rick says, I just have to thank George for making my day. To find out Bosch is not gone was fantastic Ah,
2: news. Nice. Cool. Yes. Love that
3: show.
1: In fact, I started watching Bosch on your recommendation. Okay. Love
3: it. You do love it. And that's why I want to bring up too. I started watching it as well. I binge watched like five episodes and I'm like, <laughs> Nice. God damn it. The only thing I'm happy is that there's lots of seasons for me to look forward to. You're there's right. a ton yeah, of you've it. You've got yeah. seven seasons to go <laughs> yeah. through. Yeah. So you're yeah. set.
2: Yeah. And I finally remember the guy's name. It's Titus Welliver. There
1: you go. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. He's an odd
3: name. Yeah. I've seen him in everything, but I could But never he's remember a great actor. I love oh, him. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. I've seen, and I've seen more of our listeners over our Discord talking about picking it up too. So, what a recommendation. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Rick, however, was already watching it. And like you, he was it, was, it was about to end and he was upset and he didn't know the news. So yeah, uh, he goes on to say, in addition to Bosch, he says, now, if only we can do the same for the expanse.
3: Yes. It has one more season <laughs> coming. For it does it sure. have
1: one more?
2: It no, absolutely no, really. has one more. I
3: got to play catch up on like two and a half seasons, I think oh man let me tell you I I hope it doesn't end but yeah yeah.
2: apparently IMDB TV is just picking up everything so who knows they might pick this up too that's true could be Rick wraps it up with
1: maybe one of the best uh, salutations I've seen OG fourth listener Rick (laughs) (laughs) and he is absolutely from early early uh, years and years ago Rick has been listening thank you so much Rick for writing in Uh, and and begrudgingly I thank George
2: too he exposed (laughs) me to Boston yeah (laughs) thank you George I've never heard John stutter as much as when he's <laughs> trying to thank
1: me it's on like, the podcast.
3: Yeah, like, <laughs> I also want to say... That, but, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get thank out. you, George. <laughs> <sighs>
1: We really appreciate your writing in. Hey, fourth listener, if you would like your email featured here on the show, it's easy. Just hit us up at podcast at com. Read every single one, and most of them, like Rick's, will make the show. All right. Well, we teased some pretty weird things at the top of the show, so <laughs> I think it's time to pull back the curtain and get into them right after this break. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show, too. It helps more than you know.
0: <laughs> Just a kiss of golden honey on those little golden prayers. A kiss of golden honey makes you smile and wanna say. Tastes like honey graham crackers, crispy, crunchy all the way. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a golden graham's day. Tastes like crisper with honey graham crackers. Part of this good, nutritious breakfast. Just a of golden honey Makes you smile and want to stay Oh yeah It's gonna be a
1: we're going to get rolling here at the top of the show talking about media. Of course, mm-hmm. it could be a television or film or comics or books or music or whatever it is. We have been uh, checking out the world of media. Now, Mo, uh, a couple what? episodes ago, you were looking forward to something that... Oh, my God. I actually cannot wait to bust your balls about because you were actually looking forward oh. to this new Space Jam movie. Oh, I knew you were going to bring that up. I Please tell you me you bring that, up. that is not the thing
3: you're going to talk about oh, today. Oh, hell no. That's not even okay. worth talking about. It is the <laughs> worst movie. It's like MGM had... An Fiori complex over Disney and they wanted to show everything that they've ever done in their history and throw it into a movie. (laughs) It was the worst freaking movie. But you did watch it? So you checked it out? You watched? I watched it. the whole thing. Oh. The first one was charming. The very first, remember the first Space Jam?
2: Yeah, with Michael Jordan? Jordan. It was charming, yeah. wasn't it? It was cute. It was cute. I liked it. It wasn't something I'm going to go no. back and
3: watch over and over again. No, but it, no. was but it was for cute for the time. It right? was fun. This was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Oh my god. Hey, can, <sighs> we, can we move away from this and talk about like, I, a good movie? I
2: didn't want to move toward it in the first place. That was <laughs> you. All right, good. Thank
3: you. We're all in agreement then, so that's good. So we <laughs> well, I, just want, about- I just wanted to beat Mo up with it for a second. <laughs> that was all it was. Yeah. No, trust me. Me watching the movie. Was punishment enough? Oh, mm. All right. All right. You've
1: served your penance. All right. Do you have something worthwhile to talk yeah, absolutely. about? Absolutely. So, this media? is a movie
3: that I had never seen, and it's one of those I'm kicking myself that I have not seen this one before. It's called Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Taika Watiti directed Yeah, Taika Watiti yes. came out in 2016. It had Sam neill in it, great actor. Ah, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Julian Dennison, the kid from Deadpool 2. Oh, really? The yep. Firestarter kid? Yep. The yes. Firestarter yep. kid. Yeah, exactly. Yep. The basic premise is that. The kid, his name is Ricky, and he's like a defiant kid that's in the system. And he, every place he's been has been horrible. And he gets placed in this a home, and this woman is just so unrelentingly kind and nice mm-hmm. that he starts to warm up to her. And things happen, and he winds up going off with the father, the dad, in this, and they there's a whole manhunt because they think they're actually like he kidnapped him, and he did. And it was just a whole thing. And it's funny, it's charming, it's heartwarming. There's a woman chasing him, uh, like a social worker, and she was in um, Thor Ragnarok. She was the one that would hand the main bad guy, like the, the glowy stick that disintegrated people. Oh, yeah. You know right. what I'm talking about? You know, he's mm-hmm. like, why are you handing me the glowy stick? So she's in it, but the cast is, it's not a big cast, but let me tell you, that it was such a good movie, and I had never seen it. It's an
1: incredibly unlikely buddy film. Yeah, very much kind so. Kind of turned into, toward the end at least, like the, the, these two people should not even like each other, and at then all. they end up begrudgingly like, all right, it turns out I kind of like you. <laughs> right.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's really what it is, and the, Julian Dennison, I mean, he kind of has, like, a niche role apparently, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with that kind of loudmouth, rebellious kid sort of thing, mm-hmm. but he does it so well. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you got something, go with it, right? So, I mean, he just does such a good job at it, and Sam Neal, which I didn't even know that was Sam Neal, so I was, like, halfway in the movie. I'm like, wait a minute, I know that guy. Yeah. Because <laughs> he has this big Bushy beard and you know all that stuff. It's an amazing film. If you get a chance to watch it, it totally wiped out my Space Jam bad juju and, <laughs> and and put me back in like in a more even keel. So I was so glad I like I discovered that film is awesome. How did you discover it after all this time? I
1: I, don't, I probably watched it maybe in 2017
3: or 18, a few years. Yeah, back. It came out 2016. How did you find it after all this time? Actually, somebody recommended it to me because I like the smaller movies that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Hey, have you ever seen Hunt for the Wilder People? I'm like, I'm the who right yeah sounds dumb. and then i found out who directed it. i'm like oh wait a minute right i've liked everything he's done so i said let me check it out really happy i did
1: yeah it was one of his earlier films i think it was just after what we do in the shadows but before yeah. he became a superstar and started doing marvel
3: stuff and right. you know, all kinds yeah. of crap the like star wars stuff and all that right. right right yeah he could spin a story let me tell you
1: he can. He's like M. Night Shyamalan if M. Night Shyamalan didn't screw up every other film. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: If, if M. Night Shyamalan was more consistently good than this. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right.
1: He's a craftsman. Like you can kind of see his films in every film. You can see right. his fingerprints on it, except Shyamalan's
2: fingerprints are all muddy and chocolate and green <laughs> grimy instead. Right? How many more analogies or euphemisms do we need for how inconsistent M. Night Shyamalan is? I got more. If you want to. Yeah, more. Just, Tell okay, me yeah, what yeah. Do you need. <laughs>
3: well, I think we're gone. clear, though. I think we got it. Yeah. yeah, I think I think we got it. So that's what, so that's what I watched. So. George, what have you been watching?
2: Well, you know, I went to go watch a film brand new in the theaters from 2020. All right. I went to go see Black <laughs> Widow <laughs> because this damn thing finally came out. Finally. Yeah. I know. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Been waiting for a while for that one, obviously. It was a very fun film. I was yeah. curious because I stayed away from all the trailers as much as I could, even this whole extra time that we'd been waiting for the movie to come out. I was kind of curious how are you going to show me Black Widow she died in Endgame how yeah. are you going to mm-hmm. show me Black Widow and all these characters and what's going to happen I really enjoyed that they backtracked the timeline so they put this one square in between mm-hmm. the two Avenger films so it's in between Infinity War and Endgame right is when this one takes place so okay. it's after the blip you know when everybody's turned to Ash mm-hmm. and uh, Hawkeye is off doing his crazy mercenary thing and all of that and she has to go off on this mission that you know just kind of drops in her lap sort of thing it's not Mm -hmm. really a mission like she's not with the avengers at this point they've all broken up they're some of them are in jail and she's like try and catch me if you can blah blah really good film Solidly well done. It's not the best of the Marvel films or the MCU universe, but it's a solid entry in that universe and it puts forth the next generation of stories. I don't want to spoil it, but you almost kind of have to if you're going to talk about the really good stuff that's in it. (laughs) because a lot of it happens at the end of it to kind Mm. of show you a foreshadowing. Uh. There was a character that's in this film that you can tell this film was supposed to come out before. um,
3: Oh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah.
2: Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Because there's a character that's in the end of that series as well hmm. you can tell she was introduced in this movie and yeah. then we were supposed to see her in Falcon winter Soldier mm-hmm. but oh, they did sense. a good job of of handling that I think it's definitely worth the AMC uh full price rating for the oh, full price okay
3: yeah I I agree I, I watched it too and not the best movie but mm-hmm. it was good all the acting was great right it had some humor in it too it was funny uh, her, the relationship with her and her sister I thought was really fun you know the how they kind of played off each other yes it wasn't necessarily a movie that had to happen, but it was nice to have it fill in that gap, because they also talk about some backstory stuff, like they keep talking about Budapest, and they finally figure yes. out what the story mm. was significant right, to that. Right. They've that been stuff. referenced to that many right. times, haven't they? Yeah.
2: I think the only disappointment for me, and it's a nitpick disappointment, is just that Stranger Things Sheriff doesn't get to have more good fight scenes than he yeah. has. He had because some, his nothing... character is the super soldier from Russia, so he and Captain America are the supposed to be of equal, Union. right? And mm-hmm. he has this whole thing, of uh, this inferiority complex. <laughs> The whole through movie, like yeah. you know, Did Captain America, ask about me. He's asking, "Really?" <laughs> you know, oh, I mean, yeah. these cute little things?
0: And yeah. The,
2: you know, the actor plays him perfectly. I think he does a great does. job with it. But I would have loved to have seen a few more fight scenes. He really yeah. kind of only has two, and in one of them, he kind of gets handled. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. Uh,
3: yeah, Taskmaster yeah.
2: was a great character and oh, a great yeah. reveal. Really good job with that. And the guy who was the evil bad guy—I can't remember the actor's name—but he's been in quite a few things he was in Departed and yeah. a whole bunch of other movies so he's definitely he was, he's a good bad guy yeah Brendan Gleeson said his name I think uh, that's something Brendan like that I don't remember anyway good film If you're interested in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's definitely worth going to see. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I haven't watched
1: it yet. Not because I'm avoiding it. It's just there's a lot of other stuff I have been watching or catching up on kind of stuff. You got me hooked on Bosch, like I said before. (laughs) Kind of binging that. I haven't been getting
2: out to the theater yet. So, but yeah, looking forward to seeing it. Let's talk a little bit about that stuff you've been watching. Because from the teaser, (laughs) I'm not sure why you're so high I haven't seen it yet. Like you haven't seen Black
3: Widow. Uh, It's about some quality stuff here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And now you're coming in with Nicolas Cage in a movie called
0: what? I mean, pig. Pig. we know
2: Nicolas Cage is the modern direct-to-video king right now. The guy yeah. is just doing nothing but direct-to-video releases. I know. But I, know I, I know all the baggage
1: that this comes with. A truffle so, pig?
2: Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: all right. So, let me, let me just shake okay, all yeah. that off.
3: All right. All right. The
1: film that I want to talk about, I had never seen a trailer for at all. Uh, it just came out in theaters. I'm like, okay, I'm interested. I saw just a little blurb about it. And the blurb was... I don't describe what the film is. It's Nicolas Cage. Has retired from being a chef in Portland to being in the woods of Oregon hunting for truffles with his truffle pig. And his pig gets stolen, he has to retrieve it.
3: That's so wait, that 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 made you want to see this.
2: Yes. Yeah, it did.
3: Because it's bad crazy. Everybody can
2: see the look on your face when right? you had to think about that before you answered. I mean, well, well, Mo, that's a great
1: question. Like, why would you want to see a movie based on that? Yeah. But for the same reason I wanted to see Velociop pastor last time it's so <laughs> batshit crazy i want to know what you do with a film like that and so i'm like really they actually made a film about a guy who hunts truffles with a pig in the woods and somebody steals his pig and he has to retrieve it what are you doing with that film and plus it's Nicolas cage who he's like a, a manic weird actor who so is in anything okay. crazy yeah, <laughs> right. So what is we're in July of 2021. For me, this is my film of the year for 2021. What? Oh.
0: What? Come I
1: on! Loved this movie. Maybe something else will come out
2: between now and the end of the year.
1: I just I Seriously. just hear
2: unsubscribe buttons clicking left
1: click, and click, right. Click 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 click
3: right, click right. No, look, they'll do it once they see you the. You can't movie, even then hear then me. Unsubscribe. or the unsubscribe buttons being clicked. <laughs> so wait a minute. Wait a minute. It was that good. Honestly, it was that. good. It, honestly, it, was, that it good.
1: was. It was. Mm. It was. Yeah. So (sighs) let me tell you why first you've got to watch it and mo george when you watch it you're gonna watch it you're gonna come back to me and go damn it john you were right it's despite okay. myself i liked it okay. i, I
2: kind of
1: you're gonna want to hate it i want to i want to watch because. it just
2: to see if you're good if i'm gonna come back yeah i know, you know a while back right? we had mo make this incredible you know he prediction yeah. that we were gonna we were gonna love this, this thing. solos yeah, true, thing true, yep. like okay well didn't really love it and i, I kind of want to come back and see if you disappoint <laughs> me or not <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I might have to go see this tonight. So I I
1: don't want to beat this film to death because I don't want to spoil it because it's brand new. But let me tell you why I really, why it resonated with me, why I really liked it, why I think it's such a great film. So it's Nicolas Cage who has, in his time, he has been a huge movie star. He has been a Mm -hmm. huge box office draw. He has been known for his cage rage in his manic Mm -hmm. wide-eyed, over-the-top kind of acting. And none of that is present in this film. This entire film is a very small film. The stakes are very low. Literally, the stakes are about a pig, right? It's it's not about saving the planet. It's not about breaking out of Alcatraz, right? It's not about the life of somebody. It's about a pet, really. And so so the, the character used to be a legendary chef in Portland, and he retired. He got out of the game and you remember we've talked about like a John Wick or in Nobody how you find out more about the character by how people react to him when he comes into the world you know like they go oh you're that guy kind of thing and people realize oh you're that chef oh my goodness you know you recognize him But actually, this story, it is about retreating the lost pig. But it's why he left the world that he lived in. It's a story about loss. It's a story about coming to terms with things that you never had like finalization for it's about finalizing relationships that you just never had a, a finality for I, and i if you, I wish you could see george
2: holding in his laughter you're trying <laughs> to laugh at me I'm, no I'm you not can't believe you. that's I'm, in the movie i'm looking at you i'm laughing at you as an aside because i'm watching mo's face as you're describing this and he's going, he, yeah mo's got this bullshit look on his face
1: george honestly, is trying to hold like, in laughter i mean
3: again from from the what you just with the movie kind of like what it, the synopsis of it nicholas yep. cage definitely The fact that it's titled Pig... And that's right. <laughs> I'm not getting any of what you're saying from that.
2: Yeah. Like at any point, does he ever say that'll do? Does he ever nope. say that? No, no,
3: no, no. Well, that feels
2: like a missed opportunity. Talk to him at all. No, no, no. I don't know what they were thinking.
1: Maybe, maybe, I don't know if I could give them this much credit. Maybe the filmmakers said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to set the bar so low that you're going to come into this film thinking what a joke this movie's going to be. That's going to catch you off guard. I'm not ashamed to say that I teared up a couple of times in this film, not over a, a pig over the people involved
2: that you relate to in hmm. this film and what happens in the film I will watch it yeah, I did see the trailer of this when I went to see a couple of films at AMC lately mm-hmm. and my son was with me at one of them and we both looked at each other like what the fuck was that <laughs> I mean, understandable you know, understandable. And I know we've seen in uh, we've seen in discord channel that we're not safe for kids traveling in cars so sparks or whoever it was I apologize because I know I'm not <laughs> kid friendly but that was both mine and my son's reactions when we saw mm-hmm. it he was like are you gonna go see that with your a list i'm like I, no <laughs> i i can't i don't even want to waste time grabbing that from you know the interwebs or something i know but now that you're talking about yeah. it the way you're talking about it I've, i don't have I a have choice to, i've got go right? yeah, to go watch the movie don't we hey
3: i guess we'll see wouldn't it would be amazing if this is all like a scam, but John's just like, uh, just he hated the movie, it's awful, and he just talked us into watching like, it. Y'all keep making fun of me about Goonies, I'm going to make you watch Pig. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to watch, watch Pig. Watch this
1: long con with Pig. No, yeah. no, no. So let me seal the deal. Let me tell you that this is not a major spoiler. About a third of the way through the film, you find out that in the Portland restaurant community, there is a secret underground fight club.
3: Oh, shut and up. And
1: okay. That still didn't oh, turn me off the geez. film. Okay. It still
3: made the film great. I almost want to go see that Bigfoot movie instead, but okay. Right. No, no, no. Way better.
1: Way better than Fur. All Way right. better than the Bigfoot.
3: Okay. Pig. Brand film new of the in year. Theaters.
1: Mm. It's my yeah, film he... of the year right now. It's okay. great. Great. I would watch it again right now. So mark my words. I can't wait for you guys to see it. Listeners, if you see it, write in. Tell me how awesome it was. I can't wait to hear it. The reviews are actually very polarizing. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 97%. Wow. The audience is like at 85 though awesome. some people That's still pretty people good. either love it or hate it the reviews i see give it a hmm. one or a ten <laughs> it's, so it's uh quite polarizing
0: okay greetings from evergreen podcasts we're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you the information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers i know most people don't like ads but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on
1: You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. Uh, what's that? Oatmeal. It's good for you.
0: Well, Ma, if you don't mind, I'd rather have my Rice Krispies.
1: Oh? They didn't teach you about vitamins in medical school? Ma. You were absent when they talked about nourishing foods like
0: good old-fashioned oatmeal. Mother. Mother. Kellogg's Rice Krispies is higher in iron and eight very nourishing vitamins than your oatmeal. Well, Mr. Doctor, is that a fact? Yes. But if you prefer a second opinion. (laughs) Snap, pop, Rice
3: Krispies. Okay, so we're going to get into... Tech and toys. All right. I want to talk about something that's is in the news, which is these ultra rich people going into space. Ah,
1: okay. Oh, okay. All right. First of all, going into space it's, should be exactly cut, let's kind start of with, with that. an asterisk for
3: starters. Right. <laughs> like they, let's Yeah. Going to air quotes space. Yeah. Right? All right. Yeah. So I have very mixed feelings about this because part of me is like, okay, it's cool. Mm-hmm. If I had unlimited money, now I don't know if I'd pay to spend four minutes in space, but I would pay a lot of money to go. <laughs> Like to the, the International Space Station for a week. I mean,
2: Tom Hanks and those guys doing Apollo 13, they got about two and a half minutes worth of waitlist time just in the air. Right. Just on the <laughs> C-130 as they were doing the parabolic yeah, the flight. Right, you know, right, yeah. A, yeah. yeah, the vomit comet
3: thing. right? Yeah, so I am honestly have very, very mixed feelings about it. It's obviously a dick thing, right? I mean... <gasps> Well, if you saw Bezos'
0: capsule, exactly, exactly, <laughs> definitely
3: think that it's, it almost seems like the latest billionaire's measuring stick, right? It seems mm. like because even you know Richard Branson, Bezos, and, and Elon Musk is trying to go to Mars. I don't know. I just, really, I was kind of curious what your guys' thoughts are on this. Hmm.
2: Who's going first? Go ahead, George. Um, I think I'm of two minds. Yeah. A, it's nice to see in my lifetime civilians getting to that level of altitude. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying they're going to space because mean, really, Technically
3: they yeah, did, but They yeah, just but, kept but slightly but really, yeah. edging
2: up. It felt like, you know, it's right. like if you got on a plane and you just kept pulling back on the yoke, you know, and eventually <laughs> you'd get there, right? Yeah. You know, you get to that same kind of level. But so, yes, they made major accomplishment, though, because it's civilians on a rocket going to an orbitable level of space right right however i watched a little bit of the branson stuff not so much the bezos stuff because Mm -hmm. you know he was second and who the fuck gives a shit about second place (laughs) wow (laughs) and you know he had what's his name stephen colbert kind of hosting right part of his flight and the whole thing he was
3: like emceeing it kind of he was
2: emceeing it if you watch any of colbert's coverage about it colbert has ripped him a new asshole yeah because he has him on there and branson says oh you know i took this picture of you to space and then he's pointing out that the picture he gave to colbert later saying this has been to space it's a completely different fucking picture than the one he actually put oh, in no. his pocket going to space <laughs> like come on how that's slimy cool. do you have to be yeah, that really? you're gonna swap stuff like yeah that's just stupid and colbert Bear called him out for it. The other thing, the whole let's act like we were at the end of a Formula One race and spray champagne all over each other at the end. It makes it feel cheesy and, you know, media grabbing attention seeking kind of shit. Mm -hmm. It's crazy to think that another person of my species has amassed enough wealth to be able to do this.
3: Multiple people.
2: Multiple people. (laughs) But I am also ashamed that these are the representatives of my human
3: species who have done this. (laughs) Okay, I, that's all. I, yeah, I I definitely see no points there. Hmm. So okay. what do you think, John? Uh, so I
1: like George. I'm also of two minds about it. I thought you were going to say the same thing I was thinking, but actually slightly different. I mean, it's cool to see people be able to go into space again. I'll use the air quotes again. Uh, whatever. I mean, you could quantify it if you want. Still, look, if I could do that, I think I would probably do that too. Maybe, maybe I'm too scared to do it because it's pretty damn dangerous. But okay, yeah. maybe I'll try to do that. The, the of two minds that I am is like, look. If I could afford to go to space, if I go to the space station, I I absolutely would want to. That would be amazing. And I would want to do that. Wow. Mm -hmm. How cool would that be? Yes. However, as a human being on the planet, if I have amassed that kind of wealth, do I not also have like an Mm -hmm. obligation to spend that wealth to do something a little more humanitarian that isn't totally selfish? Yeah. You know, but But, granted, it's my money. Shouldn't I be allowed to do do that? So I'm, I'm really torn. I'm like, they're entitled to spend their money the way they want. I get that. However, then I see people like Bill and Melinda Gates, who they've amassed that kind of fortune and look at the good they are doing in the world with it. And I'm not right. a bleeding heart, liberal, humanitarian, you know, yeah. kind of thing. I just believe you should give back if you have amassed that kind of money. You know, and George is probably thinking, listen, Bezos, spend a little bit of that money helping out get my shit delivered faster.
2: Right.
3: Like you, you would like <laughs> yeah. to spend a little bit. <laughs> or invest in Gen X grown up. Take us international, whatever. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: I hear about the working conditions at Amazon warehouses or whatever. Whatever. I'm like, yeah. He's really he got to space on the back of mm. workers that aren't making the wages they
2: should, and that
3: kind of and thing. Bad working conditions. Yeah, and- like
2: near slave labor proportion.
3: Yeah.
1: Not
2: you know, slave labor, because I don't want to make that comparison, but yeah, really silly conditions that he yeah. got super rich on. The, the really telling kind of joke I heard from somebody that said, uh, yeah, Bezos spent
1: five minutes in space, or as some people call it, the length of a break on an 18 hour shift <laughs> yeah. to the Amazon warehouse. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's kind of how. I feel about okay. it it's neat but I like I'm a little ambivalent about spending that much money for one person's joyride when maybe you could do more with it That's well in his yes. post press
2: mm. conference comment that oh, he geez. made about that where uh-huh. he said I'm so thankful to the workers and the shoppers and you, oh, know, you help are. me go space you paid he- for
3: it motherfucker yeah. really yeah. how yeah. tone deaf to are you mm-hmm. That's yeah. You're that. not kidding and yeah I, I, I definitely agree with all the things that you guys said and, and part of me is like I admire and in awe of the technological achievements Sure. Especially when you see, mm-hmm. like, the rocket freaking land on its tail. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you know, that, That's amazing to me. But I also think that, you know, for these billions, these guys have so much money, they can definitely walk and chew gum at the same time. They can spend the money on this and still spend and that. $10 billion mm-hmm. in helping people, which I don't really see them doing that much. And maybe they mm-hmm. do. They don't talk about it. Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm kind of like you. I'm sort of a two minds of it, too. It's like, you know, take some of that money and raise some wages. Or This is the kind of crap that makes me wish
2: the purge was real. Yeah. <laughs>
3: that's all I'm saying. <laughs> And just hyper focused on a few people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're some Wall Street folks, but okay. <laughs> All right, well, cool. I, that, I just thought it was an interesting topic, especially that's thing oh, yeah. in the news in right Thailand. now. And I totally yeah. get you, but okay. So let's move some more down to earth stuff. So, John, I, know uh, you I, got I see what you
1: did there. Down to earth, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I'm learning done. from John, I'm learning
3: from the best. No, no I'm not <laughs> <laughs> not learning from the best. Oh, Pow, He's the master of the segue.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. It's a tough crowd.
3: So, John, I know you got some stuff that uh, you want to talk about today, some techie stuff that sounds pretty cool. Yeah,
1: another item that I got during the Prime Day a few weeks back, you know, we all spend more and more and more time. I know I I do, especially in conference calls and, you know, Mm -hmm. earbuds and headsets and stuff on and have had a decent one for a while, but I was in the market for a new headset. So I I found one during Prime Day that I was looking at right now. It's back to its generally high price of like $69, I think, Mm -hmm. and I think maybe it was 49 on sale, but it's made by HyperX it's this Cloud2 gaming headset and what I was looking for was a nice comfortable headset that has over the ear because I need like the the noise isolation of over the ear comfortable, has like the memory foam kind of thing. And it has that. It has a lot of features that it touts. It says it's got 7.1 surround sound. Oh, which headset? I, I've not experienced that. Apparently it has a bunch of little speakers in it. I don't know huh. how that works. I, if games support it, I don't know. I don't use those. I don't play those games. I play Donkey Kong and that's mono. I don't know how that works. <laughs> and it has an aluminum frame. It's very lightweight. Okay. But it has some things about it that I do want to talk about that they don't really advertise. So first of all, I opened it up and I, I ordered a USB headset and opened it up and it has this little headphone jack and i'm like well damn it this doesn't help me it has a headphone jack on it and my computer is 12 foot away from me across the room and i was about to box it up and send it back and i'm like let me check and see what i bought and i'm like oh (laughs) wait a minute Mm -hmm. it has an audio card on a cable inside the box that is on usb So what I realized was, so you plug that in USB and there's this little dongle box that has like microphone up and down gain, headphone up and down gain, turning on the 7.1 decoding. But that actually is like a USB audio card. And now Ah. into that, you plug this headset. Now, the good thing is now I can plug any headset into that if I wanted to. It has a headset jack, but I'm keeping this one. So that was pretty cool. I didn't realize that was a thing. I was unaware, so that's a neat thing. The second thing that they they mentioned, but it didn't resonate with me that I didn't advertise very well that I liked about it is it has and ships with any over-the-ear headset, it has those rubbery vinyl faux leather yeah. over-the-ear mm-hmm. headset things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's great for about 45 minutes. And then my ears are damn sweating, right, right? Right. And it's hot in there. What it also comes with, though, are these very lightweight, breathable foam pads that you can take off the rubbery ones that put these these foam ones on. Ah, okay. Very breathable. Are they sound? They're not. And I love that about them. They're not okay. as soundproof. So I can hear the outside world better. Mm. Uh, they're they're lighter and they don't make your ears sweat. <laughs> <laughs> and it just feels better overall. It, you know, there's no, there's, there's less pressure. It's just in general, having that rubber on your head all day. And I, I sometimes will have six, eight hours of conference calls in a day, believe it or mm. not, sometimes for work. And that can really wear on you over time. And so they have these extra pads on them. So overall... I've talked about things that aren't the sound quality what you would expect for a $70 <laughs> pair of headphones yes they sound great the microphone quality is great a very very flexible uh, boom microphone that you can t- unplug and plug back in however you want to do that oh you actually
3: take it off that's nice
1: yeah you can take it off entirely uh, so I never owned anything by this company from my using it probably now since Prime was about in 3-4 weeks now mm-hmm. I would say I would recommend them for the price at 70 bucks. it's probably the top edge of what I would pay for something like this I know you could spend as much as you want for gaming headphones Mm, yeah Yeah.
3: people do spend a lot on these yeah
1: 70 bucks is the probably the most I would ever pay for prime I spent I think I spent about 50 bucks for them which I felt like that was a really a cheap way to get into them and see if it was worth it yeah and for 50 bucks easy to recommend if you use them regularly like I do do they have a volume control on them they do right on that little box that dongle volume control right on there up down both for the speaker and for the volume gain so if it's too loud or too soft you know you often dig in your computer to find the volume up and down for the mm -hmm. gain for the mic, that. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right on the box. You can do it up and down right there. So cool. Yeah, it's a decent little thing, and I'll I'll give you a link, Mo, if somebody is interested. Yeah, and even if this one's too steep, HyperX has several in the line. There's a range from this one, you know, up and down, more expensive and less expensive ones. It's a quality piece, lightweight. You could pick worse, I think. So all right, cool. All right, I- I've been waiting to hear the details on this one, <laughs> <Da-da-da>. So. <laughs> I've seen details in Discord. I've heard anecdotal evidence. I know that you have been chomping the bit. You were ready, ready, ready. What do you got to talk about?
2: Yeah, so I am squarely in between what John bought and what Jeff Bezos bought. (laughs) (laughs) I'm almost at the midpoint between those two. (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, maybe. so I, I finally picked up a new desktop tower PC. Oh, my God. You've been, been talking a long about this time for a year. coming <laughs> Been waiting. You know, this Alienware that I use for day-to-day stuff still, even right now, it's a solid system. I've had it for seven plus years. Uh, it served me well. It just got long in the tooth where it couldn't do some of the things that right. I wanted to do. Certain games I couldn't play. People know uh, my woes with the streaming and stuff, you know, stuttering and whatnot. And it was just getting to the point where I was like, OK, I just I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to get a new PC instead of going with a laptop this time, like I did for the Alienware. I wanted a tower this time. You two mm-hmm. gentlemen had already purchased towers from a company called Skytech Gaming, mm-hmm. and it is the Skytech Gaming Siege 3.0. I don't know if they had a two point or a 1.0 at some point, And this is just the newest version of that line. But it is a ginormous black box. Holy hell. When I used to build PCs, this is. Three or four Frankenstein's larger than the wow. desktop PCs that I used That's a to lot build. Frankenstein's, okay. It's like 21 inches tall and 19 inches deep and 10 inches wide. It's ridiculous. Can I just say the name Siege sounds very aggressive. Siege, yes. Siege. Um, <laughs> it's solid black aluminum all the way around. It's got great air vents on the top and bottom with these little mesh magnetic things where you can peel them on and put them off, and they're like little. Air filter kind of things for the fans <laughs> on the yeah. outside of the box, not the inside. Super nice, high performance uh, glass side panel, uh, tempered steel, yeah. whatever the hell, non breakable shit. <laughs> And you have to have the glass side panel because it's got <laughs> you crap see the tons you see the of lights, lights yeah. and RGBs and little <laughs> things spinning around. And I expect to see like a lemming pop out and run around down the case at any point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the lights are so stupid, but aren't they? So awesome,
2: they are. You know. And <laughs> so with this company, they send in some extra things. I got a really nice gaming keyboard or at least one that mm-hmm. I consider a gaming keyboard. My sons mm-hmm. would probably go, that's not a gaming keyboard. <laughs> uh, but to me, it's a nice mechanical RGB keyboard, a mouse to go with it. They're branded. They're very sleek and stylish. It came with uh, in this box John you talked about it I think the bag that was around Mm -hmm. it was kind of interesting yeah that whole unboxing
1: process right yeah Yeah. yeah.
2: it wasn't personalized like my Alienware was when I bought it my Alienware when I bought it it was like welcome George to your new PC you know and it had all this (laughs) stuff with my name in it this Mm -hmm. didn't have that of course price little expensive $2,570 not cheap I just had a shutter (laughs) (laughs) but I'll tell you the stuff that's in it and then listeners can Decide whether or not I made a good deal or not. I'm sure I didn't because tech is through the roof right now on
1: its yeah, prices. No,
3: especially video cards are ridiculous.
2: Yeah,
1: you're paying a tax right now on uh, yeah. yeah on, you're on paying a to- COVID process. tax, I guess.
3: Yeah, or whatever. Yeah.
2: Anyway, yeah. so it's the CPU is an Intel Core i 9 10900 K ten cores uh, <laughs> max Jesus. boost up to five point three gigahertz ten cores twenty threads. You know, which is nice. <laughs> uh, the graphics card is an AMD Radeon six thousand eight hundred XT with sixteen gigahertz. On board. The motherboard Jeez. is a Z490. This was something I'm learning now these motherboards, they've, I guess they've uh, branded them or modeled them and different manufacturers are making different motherboards. So you've got an Asus Z490 yes, and you've got a Dell Z490 and you've got all these different companies mm. making the Z490 form, I guess.
1: They, like families that have certain specs. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. And
2: yep. oddly enough, even though most of them will be the same, there are some of them that are considerably different based on the cost. So like your Z490 from this company might have four memory slots, and your other one from this company might only have two memory slots.
3: Oh, okay. So,
2: oh, okay. little stuff like that as I was researching all the specs under my card. It's got a one terabyte M2 NVMe SSD for the hard drive, mm-hmm. big 750 watt power supply, 802.11 networking, as you would imagine. Windows 10 Home came pre installed. One-year warranty on parts and labor, you know, you expect that. They do give you lifetime technical support. Mm It depends on how long the company is around is how good that is. (laughs) Yeah. I think the one thing that, and I've mentioned this in the Discord Chats and asked people questions and whatnot. I was very shocked and surprised that it did not come with Bluetooth already in it.
3: I'm actually a little surprised by that too, <laughs> to be honest.
2: But apparently, I guess that's not unusual from the comments I got in Discord and when I called in to ask Tech support, why can't I find my Bluetooth device? They're like, we don't guarantee that it comes with one. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? You don't guarantee.
3: <laughs> I like mean, some of them it comes it in and some of it doesn't. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're pre-built as some motherboards or something. I don't know.
2: Right. I did have to grab a little USB Bluetooth dongle. No big deal. They're like yeah. seven, eight bucks. You can get them sure. on Amazon. Yeah, that's They are pretty cheap. It was just slightly annoying. Yeah. Why do you got it? I'm going to spend $2,600 with you. You can't throw in a $7 Bluetooth dongle. Yeah. Come on. It an inconvenience more than yeah. anything. Right. Yeah. I shouldn't have any inconveniences at that. I love the PC. John has been with me on a couple of test runs, streaming, and Discord it is smooth as butter on yeah, everything yeah. from uh, what did we test we tested the burnout paradise game we tested yeah. Alan wake you did your cloud punk game you tried yeah, that cloud one out. punk yeah game. we yeah, talked about last episode yeah beautiful stuff in just the graphic. I love the fact that any game I play right now, I get to just say ultra settings, ultra max, settings, <laughs> max, ultra max, whatever. Yep. Give it all Bump to it me. Up. I don't yeah, care. Great.
3: You should be able to do that for years. Hopefully, fish
2: swimming underneath the water. I want to see them. Mm-hmm. I want to see their children inside their bellies. I don't care. <laughs> I want to see it all. Love it. Love the system. The only downside that I'm having is just trying to figure out how to fit this behemoth on my desk somewhere because I don't want to put it under <laughs> the desk. It's all pretty and lights, and I don't want to stick it by
3: my. It's feet. got
1: lights. I know you want to see it. Have you done the thing? yet where you go back through your library of old games and you crank (laughs) you
2: fire them up and just to see what they look like good now oh yeah absolutely yeah bioshocks (laughs) all the bioshocks and the remasters have all been installed the mass effects yes everything and it's just to see how it looks yeah. And you're kind of fooling yourself because the last time I played those games was, you know, a year or two ago and I was playing them on the Salem where I can't really remember how they looked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you just imagine, wow, look at it's how gorgeous this matter. is. You
3: know? It's gorgeous now, so that's all that it matters. It, it is gorgeous now. Yeah.
0: Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school?
1: Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. Max Steel's Robo
0: Force. I found you, Max. Ideal's Robo Force. Warrior robots with gripper bases and crusher arms. Max Steel, the leader. Bulgar, the destroyer. copdor the enforcer. Each sold separate. Your gripper base will save you. I'll get you next time, Max Steele. Coptor, the Enforcer, Max Steel, the Leader, Vulgar, the Destroyer, each sold separately from Ideal's Roboforce. This
2: is the main event of the podcast. For the three in attendance locally, and the millions listeners around the world, ladies and gentlemen, it's time! The GXG Gaming Division! And let's jump right into round number one of the game segment. <laughs> oh. Since I was talking about my Seas 3.0, I'm gonna talk about Cyberpunk 2077 because I can finally play that some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm Could so you happy. even launch that game on your old computer? <laughs> no, no. Like I tried two games on my Alienware that wouldn't that like they would launch, but it was one it was like or maybe two frames right. per second. It was right. awful. It was this and uh, star Wars squadrons were terrible. Forget it. Yeah. But I want to talk about cyberpunk 2077. It's a new era, new ish game. John, I know you talked about it back in December when yeah, you first started yeah. playing it. Right? That's
1: right. Well, it first came out at the end of the year, last year is episode 87, I think. And I talked about it. I downloaded it. I had started playing it. Mm-hmm. Ultimately it wasn't ready and it wasn't quite right for me. I did a refund on it and I'm waiting. And so I'm, eager to hear what you think about it now this is six months on they've had a chance to do all these bug fixes and you're playing it on a rockstar pc so yeah yeah tell us what you think
2: Uh, well so uh what i think is i'm too fucking old to play games anymore that's what i figured out from playing this (laughs) game (laughs) how is that so i don't know you played it more than i did maybe i'm not sure Eh, a couple hours i i finished it (laughs) you finished it okay Okay. so mo knows it really well then i can't even get out of the tutorial level that's how crappy i am at playing video games there's a c where you have to distract a guard by hacking a tv and then you have to yeah. run up sneakily behind him and incapacitate him i just keep getting reset apparently i do everything wrong i knock him out as hard as i can that's not good he shoots me that's obviously not good i just keep getting reset <laughs> in this damn level all the time i haven't gotten past that part it feels huh. mo tell me did you play this with a controller or with a keyboard mouse a controller okay so i've been trying with the keyboard mouse because it looked like all the different options you had to do in the game it seemed like it was more suited to a keyboard than it would be a controller
3: i had an xbox controller
2: it worked it seemed to work fine maybe i'll go back to it and play it like that then because i'm more comfortable with a controller at this point in my life because i've been playing on the xbox and Steam games and everything like that keyboard mouse my arthritis it was hurting after five or ten minutes i'm old i guess so (laughs) but it is gorgeous Oh my God, is the game gorgeous. And here's George, the youngest of us. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the youngest. (laughs) I'm the youngest Gen Xer, and the arthritis is kicking my ass. (laughs) But it's a gorgeous game. I haven't gotten to Keanu Reeves, obviously, yet because I'm still in the (laughs) tutorials. And he he doesn't make his appearance until much later because he's in his trailer somewhere eating green bonbons or something. I don't know. But (laughs) (laughs) I think it's going to be a fun game. It's interesting that you two have different experiences. So I kind of want to ask, John, you
3: refunded it. Mo, what did you think of your playthrough all the way through? I thought it was great. It kept my interest the whole time. I didn't have the same kind of issues. I think that John did as far as there were a couple of little glitchy things, but nothing I couldn't live. They didn't interrupt the gameplay for me. Okay. So mm-hmm. I was okay with them. After I finished it, I started playing with a different character at the beginning, just to see how different it was. Okay. And then I. Sort of lost interest after that, but it was definitely like a different story depending on who you pick and how you play the game. So I thought it was pretty decent.
2: and The story-driven element seems strong. Yeah, very much, yeah. At least the small little 10 or 15 minutes into the game I'm at at this point.
1: There's plenty of immersion to be had. There's a lot of storytelling, you're right. And my problem was not with the glitchiness that everybody was complaining about, really... For me, it was like there was actually so much immersion that I felt like I really wasn't ready for it right now. And I'd heard about the glitchiness. So I'm like, you know what? I don't want to encounter that stuff and have it damage the storytelling. So I said, you know, I'll refund it now. It'll be on sale in six, eight months. I'll buy it again later (laughs) when it's fixed. And then I'll play it. Because I just, because story is so important to games for me that I don't want to play it and have the whatever the glitches that are coming that I hadn't encountered yet to make it me upset and go, oh, garbage game. I just, oh, I'd wait. So that's uh, uh, I can understand I'm that. still in the future for
2: me still. Well, now that I got the Bluetooth mm-hmm. dongle in from Amazon, finally, after my 17 million days worth of shipping <laughs> wait time, <laughs> uh, I'll probably go back to it with a controller, see yep. if that works a little bit better for me and give it a real attempt, a real run through. Mo,
3: since you give it such a high recommendation, I kind of want to find out what you're playing right now. Oh, OK. Well, I'm actually playing an older game. It's a game I got through the Steam sale when everything is on sale. OK, Yep. Mm-hmm. Same mm-hmm. where I got the Cyberpunk game. Yeah. <laughs> Thing was on my wish list forever and it came down it's called duskers Hmm. so it's an interesting game so how it's described, you pilot drones into derelict spaceships to find the means to survive and piece together how the universe became a giant graveyard. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. So you have a ship and, you know, you have a little star system and basically you, you have like limited fuel and stuff. And you don't actually go onto these ships. You have up to four drones that you send in and you control them. Various through either keyboard or you can do click and point mouse and controls. Each drone has different capabilities. Sure. And you can even modify them. You can even swap them out like say okay I want this one to be able to do these two tasks and this one to do these two you know Ah. so you have some interchangeability in there and when you go into the ships you're basically scavenging all these derelict ships to get fuel and parts and enhancements that kind of thing and when you're on a ship I think that the top down view is kind of cool because it's almost like a it almost looks like a blueprint sort of top view because it's definitely like a 2D thing that you're controlling these little robots and stuff you know and you tell Mm -hmm. the robots like you you could actually point and click and tell them to go someplace or you say go to room XYZ and it'll actually It'll go by itself. But some of these ships have like, these alien creatures on them that if you send your drones in there they'll basically get destroyed right so you have to find ways around them and either you have one drone could has like motion sensors on it and you control all the doors in the ship so he's like okay i'm gonna open these doors and then wait for the alien to move into that room and then i'm gonna close the door so now that room is accessible to me mm-hmm. and there's a lot of little strategy like that in it which i thought was really kind of fun it definitely gets challenging because there's things like a drone could turn on a power supply and that powers parts of the ship mm-hmm. but to get to the other part of the ship you have to send that same drone over there so that un- you know and there's all these little things you have to consider with how you maneuver your drones, what you do with them. And as you're doing this, so there's this little story that is kind of coming out as you kind of figure out what the hell is going on. Like, why are these derelict ships even out there? Why are there so many of them? Where are these creatures out there? And you slowly kind of piece together that story as you progress. So it's it's a neat game. It's an indie game. It won all sorts of awards. And it's not like a heavy-duty, intensity shoot 'em up kind of thing. You know, it's definitely like a slow-burn kind of game. Huh, okay. The way
1: you describe it, it sounds like it's kind of puzzly in a way like you're kind of having a way to solve something it is
3: is a little puzzly absolutely
1: and you kind of touched on this a bit but Mm -hmm. i i wonder maybe you aren't far enough in to know but the description alludes to there's a reason the universe has become this graveyard of ships is there enough of a story there to pull you through or is that is the story more of just a reason to justify why you're searching for these ships or do you think it's, is there a real story
3: emerging? You start becoming curious as you go through these ships mm-hmm. because, I mean, granted, they're all just derelict ships and they're just basically different layouts of the ships. That's all you're kind of dealing with. but And that's the puzzle part of it, right? Yeah. How do you maneuver right, right. things so you don't die? Um, but as you progress though, the story kind of like, the story just sort of comes out, like there's different star systems you can go to. So as you move from one to sure. the other, the sure. story progresses and you learn a little bit more. Now, I don't know the whole story yet. I sure. haven't finished it, but it's interesting enough mm-hmm. where it's like, OK, you know, but the puzzles themselves are actually enough to kind of carry me forward because they add complexity, obviously, like most games do. You know, as you kind of go through the ships, they get right. more complicated. Okay. You know, it's a little harder to figure out how to get around the alien that's in there because there's no real way to like fighting them. So it's almost like you're trying to avoid fighting at all costs.
1: But that's the puzzle. Yeah.
3: Got it. And, but that's the puzzle side of it. Sure. And you discover like you find like a drone that's been destroyed, but it has an enhancement that you need. Like a feature. So you're able to take that part, bring it back to your ship, and put it into one of your drones. And right now it goes for like 20 bucks. Hmm. I wait for it on sale. I bought it on sale, it was like $9. Yeah. I definitely feel I'll get my quarries. Sounds like an easier purchase at 10 bucks, doesn't it? Oh, wait. (laughs) It was an instant buy at $10. Got it. And I think I've played it probably like four hours total since I've had it. And this is going away, but it's like one of these games that every now and then I'm like, uh, what do I feel like playing? I'll go do that and maybe try to move a couple more ships forward. So
1: you can do bite sized play. You can go in and do a little. Okay.
3: Yeah. Do a little at a time. I'm not really trying to like, blast through this and speed run it Mm -hmm. cool so that's what i got duskers duskers so john you have one that you got me totally addicted to yeah i've I've
1: addicted more than one person to it and i (laughs) i feel
3: like george (laughs) might be downloading it before
1: i finish this description so everyone i've told about this game i have intentionally not described it now that doesn't make for a very good podcast episode so i'm going to describe (laughs) it a little bit here many people i have just said go download this trust me because i want you to be surprised but so the game is called baba is you is yep. the name of the game and it's a really interesting game and i'll describe it in a way that i know george will understand and that is what if flux the card game was a video game what so if you've ever played the card game flux it's a yeah. card game where the rules change right. based on what cards you play
3: oh yeah, that game yeah. pretty crazy yeah so <laughs> baba is you
1: is this really simple tile-based puzzle game where you're this little guy called Baba. Just a little, I don't know what you are. It's very pixely, very, very rudimentary graphics. And your object initially is to get to the flag. That's all you're trying to do. The rules are laid out on the board. It says, Baba is you and flag is goal. Well, you could push things around and you can actually change the rules by pushing pieces of the board that include the rules with them. I know that sounds batshit
3: crazy, (laughs) but for example... We're getting some primer kind of territory
1: It's it's very kind of meta, right? So, (laughs) so for example, if my goal is the flag, but if I also have the word rock, I can't get to the flag. If I push the word rock over, so it says goal is rock, I can win by touching the rock instead. Or if it says lava is death, I can push pieces around so that instead lava is safe and it doesn't hurt me. You can change the rules of the game as you play the game. It is amazingly just mind boggling to play.
3: It really is. And let me tell you, it's like I've gotten stuck for a bunch of them, but it's easy to get. It's stuck. like one of these ones that once you figure it out, you're slapping yourself. Like every time I'm like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. That was so easy. But everyone is like that for me.
1: I, I wish the fourth listeners could yeah. see on the screen. I know George must be watching the video. He's staring slack jawed at his screen. No, I, what are you seeing?
2: I, I haven't watched the video. I'm just, I think I had a stroke while you were giving that description <laughs> of the game. Right. It, Understandable. It's, it's
1: super meta. Understandable. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's wow. kind of bananas. So, what system is this game on?
1: It's on everything. Yeah, but you I'm phone. playing it on my phone on Android. You can play it on okay. iOS, Android, mm-hmm. PC, Switch, Xbox. It's on everything. It's I think it first came out in 2019, but it's now it's proliferated everywhere. It's a kind of a premium game. I think it costs maybe three or four bucks on mobile. It's not. Yeah. Like ninety nine cents. It's
2: a uh, six ninety nine. Is it six ninety nine worth every but penny? I've got seven hundred dollars. You got credits, right? credit, right? So, <laughs> guess I'm buying it. It's one of those when you
1: start playing it. It's like, oh my god! I didn't know games could do this. It's so. I weird. mean, I thought
3: I taught
2: myself a lesson the last time by not buying the <laughs> game before you finished describing it.
3: But apparently, <laughs> apparently, I'm still falling for it. You didn't learn your it. lesson. <laughs> it's just a cool original game.
1: It's not like anything else you've ever played, w- which makes it refreshing. Yeah. And this game could have probably existed 30 years ago. Absolutely. This could have been on your Commodore 64 easily. Yeah. There's no
3: reason it couldn't have been. But it's, it's super engaging. Yeah, it's it's a great game. Well, I guess I'll be
2: figuring out if I like it in about now you've got it. 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so that,
1: there's not much more to say about it. Baba is you. If you've not checked it out, whatever platform you've got on your phone, on your Xbox, your Switch, whatever, you should check it out. If you're not sure if my description is too, too intricate or that shit crazy to understand. Go check out a video and see. The first time you move one of the rules around and everything in the world changes, you'll go, "What?" And then you'll go, yeah.
3: "Oh, this is something different." Just always make sure baba is something. I realized that had to be. Yes. Yeah. Good luck, George. <laughs>
0: If you're a die-hard
1: Gen X Grown-Up, you can pledge your support by clicking Join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com Patreon. Yeah, There's a party going on
0: right here.
3: Wendy's Crispy Nuggets, they're new and here this year.
0: So bring your good friends and your family too. Wendy's got crispy
1: chicken nuggets for you.
0: Celebrate new crispy chicken nuggets at Wendy's.
1: As we come in the last turn of the show, we always like to take a moment here to talk about the things we're looking at or looking forward to between now and the next time we get together. Uh, And I will get going. So there are several things that I'm looking at. So just today, a brand new season of The Movies That Made Us just dropped. This is the Netflix series where they take some of the seminal films that we grew up with, and specifically Gen X films. The second season, they're looking at Back to the Future, Pretty Woman, Jurassic Park, and Forrest Gump. Uh, They do a great job of these, and I can't wait to see what they... uh, uh, the, the stories they tell behind these films. Also looking forward to, I mentioned, uh, what a twist Shyamalan, our, our favorite <laughs> director. We love to hate. He has a new film that actually just came out the day we're recording this. Haven't seen it yet. His new film old, just in yep. theaters yeah. getting mixed reviews, but I'm a Shyamalan sucker. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go see it. So can't wait to see that. Uh, and then finally uh, a film that is coming out July 30th, that despite myself kind of in a space jam kind of vein, I'm looking forward to seeing the jungle cruise oh, film. God. That's with uh, Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. Now, listen, I said the same thing about Pirates of the Caribbean and turned out that was kind of a fun ride. Jungle Cruise, another Disney ride turned into a a film, but it looks kind of fun. And I I think Mo and I have a $10 bet riding on this film. Yeah. Because based on the trailer, we have a prediction about which way the twist is going to go. So I'm waiting to see (laughs) who's going to get 10 bucks. But yeah, Jungle Cruise coming out the 30th. So
3: those are things I'm looking at and forward to. Mo, what about you? What do you got coming up? Um, I have a couple things. So one, the Olympics are starting. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And really, I'm just looking forward to more because, you know, these people work so hard to get there. I just feel like mm-hmm. I need to do that. For the I ones can. they let so get it. there, they cut a whole <laughs> bunch yeah, of exactly. them out. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's crazy, especially this year with no spectators. It's it's just bizarre. But I definitely am looking forward to catching some of that, especially the U.S. track and field team, because it looks pretty amazing this year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, suicide Squad, August 6th, 2nd yes. sui- or Suicide Squad 2 looks pretty damn good. The James Gunn Suicide Squad. Yes, definitely looking forward to that.
2: So is that a sequel or? A reboot or what is it's it? it's an offshoot reboot sequelish kind of thing the suicide squad gets new members all the time okay so you can right. call a movie suicide squad and have different people the only guy who's really consistent is nick flag everybody else is up for grabs they could come got or to. go deadshot is most often in there So yes
1: and no and all of the above boomerang right.
2: <laughs> and but james gunn the guy who does guardians of the galaxy sure
3: oh yeah, yeah. when That's they right. fired him yeah. from
2: guardians of three this was the film he ended
3: up making instead got it ah okay well so look forward to that There's a new – actually, my daughter got me a Neil Gaiman book called Norse Mythology, um, which I'm looking forward to reading because it looks pretty interesting. He reimagines all the Norse mythology with, like, more kind of modern language, so it makes it a little bit easier to understand, I think. Mm -hmm. And what I'm really looking forward to, though, is a movie that's coming out July 30th, The Green Knight. Yes. Oh, yeah.
1: Sir Gawain. Another 2020 movie, finally coming out in 2021. Yeah, finally coming out.
3: (laughs) I I always loved the Arthurian legend, you know, and The Green Knight story is particularly an interesting one. And also the actors and stuff. They got in it just looks like a pretty strong movie. So I'm hoping that it's as good as I think it is, but I don't know. Could go a lot of different directions, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, I was saying I watched the trailer and I can't tell from the trailer what the movie is about, but you guys were saying it's based on actually knowing the mythology already around it,
3: probably. So yeah. Yeah. it looks gorgeous. I'm eager to see it. If you've
2: well. read the story, then you know what the movie's gonna be about. If you haven't, you're completely lost.
3: Okay. Well, I'm okay with that. The movie can be give me. a couple paragraphs and you'll be totally caught up in the story. Got probably it's not yeah. that hard. It's not that deep really. <laughs> <laughs> but it's looks and they said the actors are what I'm looking forward to. So
2: that's good. George, how about you? Uh yeah. So as well as the same day that we're recording this and Mo is watching Olympics and John is going to old, I'm planning on trying to <laughs> check out Snake Eyes, the new G.I. Joe film. Yeah. That's really fun to looks me. Good. Mm. Uh, right after that, later on, right when the next podcast drops, Star Trek Lower Deck Season Two. Season two. Woo-hoo! That's woo-hoo! right. That's coming out. That's right. Uh, we are in the midst of another Olympic group called Marble League. 20 20- 2021 baby <laughs> episode 3 marble. is in for event number 3 yeah my old rangers are not doing well they're 13th out of 16 they're not looking uh, like they're going to pull it out this year but uh, it's still a lot of fun I still Angular, enjoy that stay true to them be, be a good fan now. yeah Stick and well they're even developing a mobile game that'll be out soon so Marble League really? mobile game is coming <laughs> based out. on the damn marbles really these people are making money hand over fist man I aspire to be them at this point <laughs> but I think the thing I'm most looking forward to just to day my wife gave me permission and allowed me to spend crazy amounts of money and (laughs) Uh one of the items that i picked up is the numbskull galaga arcade quarter scale cabinet Wow!
1: These wow. things have
2: been out of production for quite a while. They finally pulled them back in on uh, one of the geek websites. I forget which one—Think Geek or Left Geek or Right Geek. I don't know. One of the geek sites has <laughs> this Numbskull Galaga arcade. It's a little pricey. It's one fifty-five. That's not bad. They were running like three, four hundred bucks aftermarket, though. Well, okay. I haven't told you about shipping. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh okay, well all right. Shipping was forty
2: four dollars, which Isn't is a big okay. cabinet though. I You're mean, still under two. I guess and maybe that's why because I'm kinda used to the replicates, which are six scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The shipping on them is around twenty dollars.
1: Right. Okay. So yeah. I
2: wouldn't have thought this would have been double, but I'm hoping, you know, quarter scale versus six scale. It'll make a big enough difference that I'll say, oh, that's where the other $20 went in shipping. So. I think so. I mean, it's Galaga. It's going to be huge. You're mm. gonna. I, I think you're going to dig
1: it. I've seen nothing but good things about these numbskull cabs.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely wow. looking forward to it. And I assume since they're in stock, I don't have to wait till like quarter four of this year like I do for my Qbert cabinet that I also purchased today. Yeah, I did too. So, yeah. Yeah. Me too.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dang it. They got a lot
1: of our money. Yeah. Nice. All right. That is going to wrap it up for episode 103 of the show. We're going to be back in two weeks with a regular episode, but next week is our backtrack. We pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. Next week, we are talking all about everyone's favorite or least favorite. I don't know. Depending on your your perceptions of it, (laughs) streaming juggernaut Netflix. But We're going to go all the way back to the beginning of Netflix before they were the streaming giant when they were just a little upstart DVD
3: mailing website, right? (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of history there. Yeah, so I think I still have one in my kitchen drawer. I need to send back. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they
3: might be listening. Don't say anything about that. It doesn't matter.
2: Netflix keep it as long as you want. That's,
3: that's what they the say. Rule, right? That's, that's right. true. You're just not yeah. going to get another
1: one. That's all. That, yeah, that's the right. problem, though. <laughs> yep. So we're going to talk about the history, evolution, and eventually bring us up to today, where we are with Netflix. That's coming your way next week. We hope you'll join us for that one. Until then, I am John George. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you, man. Oh man, always fun. Fourth listeners, it's you. We all appreciate most of all though and we will talk to you next time bye-bye see you guys take care everybody
0: no life no fun, no fun. don't you know that you're grown-up
1: X grown-up is a member of the evergreen podcast family learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com no
0: more shows till sunrise unacceptable for grown-ups your dinner cannot oh, just be french fries basically
2: I'm ready for the promo. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to read it with a straight face. <laughs> you can do it, man. I'm good. We believe in you. We <gasps> believe in you. All right. We review a new film where Nicolas Cage fights to get back his stolen truffle pig.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> I made it through. You didn't I know. even have to sorry. read
0: it. That's okay. Yeah, it's just funny. It's, I, anyway, okay. <laughs> mm.